This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? I wasn't here last week. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Yeah? Good food? I thought I'd have more life in that. We just moved on. We're like, Christmas is here. Yes? Let's go, Christmas. Hey, well, good morning. We're so happy you're here. Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you get really loud for everybody that's new here today? Get real, 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 real loud. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, uh, we're going to continue to worship the Lord with our giving. We're going to just do our regular uh, tithe right now. We'll do our heart for the house giving later uh, at the end of service. So a few ways you can give. Uh, You can give online, elevate.city. Everybody that's watching online. Uh, If you're online today and you are going to give for heart for the house also, um, you can give at the end of the service online, also elevate.city. Uh, but you can text to give. There's envelopes in the seat in front of you. You can give uh, just a normal tithing offering right now. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to sow and bless your kingdom. We honor you. We thank you, God, for this great day. We thank you for your presence. We worship you now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You can go ahead and take that up. a few things uh, tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, tonight, tonight, tonight. Uh, my great friend Abner Suarez is here. He is uh, at the hotel right now preparing, getting ready for tonight. Uh, we're going to have an encounter. We're going to have great worship, uh, great time in the presence of God. And then Abner's going to speak, and then he's going to pray and uh, pray over Anyone who wants to be prayed for tonight, we will have childcare. Uh, if you could do us a great, great favor, look at your neighbor and say, do us a great favor, okay? If you have kids and you're coming tonight, please do two things for us. Just register online, elevate.city, so we know how many children are gonna be here. And the other thing is this, feed your child, okay? Look at your neighbor and say, feed your child, okay? Feed them before they come, okay? We, uh, and the reason we say that is we don't, outside of some goldfish, we don't feed children. We know that there's lots of kids with lots of different allergies and food allergies. And so we just don't touch that uh, at all. So make sure you take care of that before you come tonight. Uh, It's going to be great. Yeah, Yeah, listen, I can't wait to see Evan. It's going to be an awesome, awesome night. Uh, Groups this week, groups this week. Give it up for groups, everybody. Come on, get real, real loud. Hey, John, can you bring me up just a little bit? I don't want to lose my voice. All right, uh, young adults. Where's my young adults? Young adults, young adults. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, We got that this week. Married family groups we have this week. We got Christmas parties this week. We got all kinds of stuff. Go to elevate.city and hit the groups tab. Uh, and you can find out all kinds of information about groups. We want you to get involved in a group. 
okay? We believe in groups, we believe in connection, we believe in relationship, and we believe that you need that to have a healthy life in Jesus Christ, okay? Hey, uh, next weekend is Christmas weekend, everybody! Come on, oh, no, no, no. It's Christmas weekend, everybody! All right, everybody grab this in front of you, okay? It's in the seat in front of you. Grab it, grab it, take it out, take it out, okay? Don't leave it in your seat. Don't leave it on the ground. Invite somebody, bring somebody, okay? Bring somebody, I promise you. Bring saved people, bring unsaved people. I'll tell you, if they're unsaved, they're here. They're gonna get saved next week. It's gonna be a great, amazing service. So make sure that you invite somebody. It's going to be great. Hey, um, found out about a need this week um, from Amanda Coots. I don't know if she's here. Is she here today? Uh, she might not be. Okay. Oh, Andrew. Andrew, okay. My man. Okay. Um, her school, right? Which school is that? Fairfield Elementary. Compass? Compass. Fairfield Compass. Um, Amanda teaches at Fairfield Compass Elementary, and uh, she just told us there's a bunch of kids from kindergarten to about fifth grade, sixth grade. They just don't have coats, and they don't have hats and gloves, and their families just don't have the money to take care of these needs. And so we told her, we're going to take care of these needs in Jesus' name. And so here's the deal. Everybody's got extra coats. Okay, everybody's got extra coats, extra gloves, extra hats, okay? Go home, find these extra coats, find these extra hats, find these gloves, even if you have to go. We just, I just went to Old Navy yesterday and bought three coats. They were all 70% off. I just bought three kid-sized coats yesterday. The next two weekends, let's bring hats, let's bring gloves, let's bring coats, and let's bless these kids. Can I get an amen from anybody? Come on, doesn't that sound great? We're gonna take care of that need in Jesus' name. Um, hey, do me a favor. When you're in service, shut your phone off. Shut it off. You don't need it, I promise you. Shut it off. Make sure you don't distract anybody. Unless mine goes off, I distract somebody. Hey, January, uh, we're gonna start a brand new series, Break the Cycle, okay? It's gonna be good. Okay? Um, I, I just feel like in this season in the earth, the enemy um, just has got people caught up in bad habits, bad cycles. And so we're going to learn how to break free from sin cycles. We're going to learn how to break free out of bad marital cycles. We're going to just talk about all kinds of cycles that the enemy kind of gets us in these loops. And we're gonna talk about how to break the loop and walk in victory in Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen from anybody? Come on. It's gonna be good. We're gonna start it in January. It's gonna be amazing. All right, pull out your Bible, grab your Bible. Who's got Bibles? Yeah, physical Bibles, throw up those physical Bibles. Love it, love it, love it. Digital Bibles, pull out your digital Bible for me, okay? Go with me to Matthew chapter 25. We're gonna be looking at verses one through 13. 
verse one, it says this. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Verse two, five of them were foolish and ill-prepared for they only took, for they didn't take extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible for they took a flask of olive oil with their lamps. Verse five, when the bridegroom didn't come as they expected, they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. Suddenly, in the middle of the night, they were awakened with a great shout, get up, the bridegroom is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. So all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps. But the foolish ones were running out of oil. They said to the five one with the, the five wise one, share your oil with us because our lamps are going out. Verse nine, we can't, they replied. We don't have enough for all of us. You'll have to go and buy some for yourselves. While the five girls went out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready, waiting, were escorted inside with him and the wedding party to enjoy the feast. And then the door was locked. Verse 11, later the five foolish girls came running back to the door pleading, Lord, Lord, let us come in. But he called back, Jesus called back, go away, I don't know you. I can assure you, I don't even know you. This is the reason you should always stay awake, be alert, because you don't know the day, the hour, the bridegroom will appear. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, we need you right now to come and reveal Jesus and reveal truth. We call upon you. We ask for your help right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that my mouth will be your mouth and my words will be your words right now. We love you. We praise you. and ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody agree. Said? Amen. Give it up for the worship team. Get real, real, real loud for the worship team. All right. Uh, you have that picture for me? Put up that picture. There we go. Look at that. That was December 31st, 2019. Last year, uh, end of the year, um, just kind of pulled it together. Me and Jess went to Chicago uh, for a couple days. We were there uh, on New Year's Eve. Um, that was at the top of our hotel, they had this lookout, and it was just a uh, fun weekend, fun fun little time. And um, I remember that night, um, and I remember when the ball dropped, and we crossed into 2020. I remember that I had this really eerie, heavy, dark feeling in my soul. I mean, I've always stayed up to cross into the new year. And it was something that I had never felt in my life. And I remember I was laying in bed and, and I was just kind of watching like, you know, the after parties and stuff like that and just fell asleep. And, and I remember I just very fervently felt Jesus in his love for people, because I felt like Jesus was like, my people are in danger. 
And I just couldn't understand it all. But I knew that I felt it. But I didn't really understand at that moment in that time that we had crossed over into a new time. Mankind had crossed over into a new time. The church had crossed over into a new time. Jesus' people are crossing over. We were crossing over. When 2020 hit, we were crossing into this new season. Four months later, we're in the midst of COVID, in the midst of this pandemic. And I remember we had shut down for a few weeks. I saw this picture this week of me preaching. Nobody was in here. Man, it's terrible. It was, I mean, seriously, preaching to a camera is the worst thing ever. And so I said to the elders, we got to get together. Uh, we got we to gotta come together. We got we to gotta pray. And, uh, and we got to seek the Lord. We got to know what the Lord wants us to do. And so for seven weeks, me and the elders, we came together uh, and, and we just sought the Lord and we just worshiped the Lord. And, and I remember during those seven weeks of us getting together, remember, Ryan, it just, the presence of God was so thick. I mean, it was just so tangible. It was like, it's like that veil between this life and the next was just so thin and we could just sense God every single week uh, when we prayed. And I remember God's word for us was nobody was getting sick coming in the building. That's why we're open. Amen? Because we heard God's voice, not my voice. And I wanted to make sure all the elders heard it. We all heard the same thing. It wasn't that nobody was going to get sick. Even though people get sick, it's all right. God's a healer. God's a restorer. Amen? Okay. Nothing to fear. Amen? Nothing to fear. And so the word of the Lord was nobody was going to get sick coming in the building, that the blood of Jesus was going to cover the building, and he has. He's been super great and super faithful, and that's why we're open, and we've been setting record attendances here in the middle of a pandemic. Come on, can we give it up for Jesus? Just so cool. And I remember we were praying one night, and I always pray here on the stage, and I just, I walk, and I, at the end of, when I'm done praying, I always check my watch to see how many miles I got, how many steps I got with the Lord, okay? And I remember I was just in his presence, we were just worshiping, and I remember I walked this way. And then I saw Jesus walk right past me. It was the most beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing I had ever seen in my life. It was just like, it was just like that. It wasn't long. It was just like, and it was just like I melted. And um, I know some of you are like, you're crazy, Pastor Jeff. You're on drugs, okay? And I promise you, I'm not. And um, and since then, I've seen him two more times. <laughs> 
A few weeks ago, I was here by myself, just praying in the presence of God. And I saw him in the back of our sanctuary, and he had a lampstand. And I could preach a whole message on that. We can't go there today, but he was, he was right back there. And then I just saw him the other day in my house when I was praying. I was in the basement. I was just by myself praying, and I just saw him real quick. I had a completely different message for this week. I had it all worked out, all planned. And Monday I was here and I was praying. I was seeking the Lord. And the Lord said, go to Matthew 25. And I knew, I knew, I know what Matthew 25 was. And I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I know. I just spoke on that. Isn't that funny what we tell God? You know what I mean? Like he cares what we have to say. You know what I mean? I'm like, God, we just spoke on that like, like a couple months ago. And the Holy Spirit was like, just read it. You know, just like, come on, just read it. So I went and grabbed my Bible. And I read it. And I mean, I've read this passage. I've spoke on this passage. I, I love this passage. I know this passage inside and out. And so I read it. And when I read it on Monday, The Holy Spirit just opened up my eyes. And I was like, whoa, I've never seen that before. Isn't that cool when the Holy Spirit does that to you? When you have this passage that you know and you've read over and over and over again? This is why the Bible never gets old. This is why God's word never dies, okay? Because you keep reading it, it's life, and the Holy Spirit keeps revealing new and different things. And so I read it, and, and when I read it, I saw this new thing, and all of a sudden I go, now I know why I've seen Jesus. Like it all made sense. Like it all just came together. And so today I'm going to share these things that I saw. Some of them I saw before, but there's a couple that were just, it, I knew it was the Lord just showing me. Point number one, I'm going to go through these really quick. Point number one is this. Ten bridesmaids represents ten churches. Okay, 10 churches right before Jesus comes back, right now, right before Jesus comes back. Five churches make the rapture and five churches don't. Point number one, 10 bridesmaids. Point number two is this, people matter. Why do people matter? Because the church is made of what? People, okay? The church is made of people like us. Okay, a building does not make a church. Now, I'm super thankful for our building, okay? I know a lot of churches that don't have a building right now, and they're struggling because people aren't going to let them rent their facilities. So I'm so grateful and thankful that the Lord has given us this building. But a building doesn't make a church. A church is made of what? Us. We are the church. We are the bride of Jesus Christ, okay? So when he's talking about five churches make it and five churches don't, he's saying this. Remember, this is Jesus' words. These are red-letter words. This isn't Paul. This is Jesus himself saying five churches, meaning five groups of people make it and five don't. Point number three is this. 
virgin hearts. There are translations that translate the, the bridemates as virgins. There was 10 virgins, okay? Now, virginity is special, okay? All of you that are young and have your virginity, listen real closely to this, okay? Virginity is so special because it is pure, it is righteous, and it's holy, okay? And so when you give your virginity to your spouse someday, you're giving them something that is pure, righteous, and holy. I love, like, my man Adam, we talk about this. This isn't weird, okay? I need, listen, I know that we get really weird when we talk about sex in church, okay? I know we're all like, oh, God, no. Let me be anywhere else but here, right? But we talk about this. Adam has saved himself. I'm so proud. Young man serving the Lord, living in 2020, who is saving himself to give this pure, holy, righteous thing to his bride someday. Amen? Okay? But the enemy hates virginity. And the enemy has one desire, to do what? To always pervert anything that looks like Jesus. Right? The enemy wants to pervert it. So what does the enemy want to do? He wants to pervert the church. He wants a mixture he wants a mixture of people who want to serve Jesus, but also want to serve themselves. He wants a mixture of people who want to worship Jesus, but also want to worship money and worship things and worship their house and worship trips and worship these things. He wants a church that has this mixture that isn't a pure virgin. Because listen, Virgins save themselves for him or her, for the bridegroom, right? Virgins are in love with the bridegroom. Virgins worship and adore. Listen, I want you to understand this. You will never see me as the head of this house not worshiping right over there. Okay? I'm just gonna be clear about this. Someday we're gonna have a bigger church and we're gonna have a green room, praise God. I won't be behind a curtain with like stuff trying to get ready for Sunday morning. You know what I mean? None of you know what that means. <laughs> Someday we'll have this room. And I promise you, I will never stay in that room and not come out for worship, okay? I don't care how many services we have. I remember when we were youth pastors and we had middle school. We did middle school uh, youth ministry. Can I just get some loving from that, okay? I did middle school for a long time, okay? Okay? And I remember we're doing middle school, okay? And we would have a middle school service for every main service that we had, okay? So we were at a place when we were at Valley that we had four middle school services. And I remember our first middle school service was on Sunday mornings at 8.30 in the morning, okay? They are like zombies, okay? Little zombies. And they're sometimes at 8.30 in the morning, like that 8.30 service, there would literally be like five of them, okay? Five, okay? 
And I remember Jess would be on stage and she's singing songs like Living Hope. My God, my living hope. You know what I mean? And like one kid has his finger in his nose. Another kid's like passed out. You know what I mean? You know, like it's just, it was just a sad sight. And I would be right over on the side just worshiping. I don't care if there's five or if there's 5,000. I have a heart that worships the king. Virgins have a heart for the bridegroom. Virgins have counted the cost to be exclusive. I love that word, exclusive. They're an exclusive relationship with Jesus and Jesus only. And then when the world starts falling apart, they don't fall apart because they're in this exclusive relationship with Jesus and they're in strength and life in him. Point number four, the Holy Spirit. Verse two said this, five of them were foolish and ill-prepared for they didn't, take, they didn't take any extra oil for their lamps. Five of them were wise and sensible and they took a flask of olive oil for their lamps. What does oil represent? Oil represents this. Oil represents the Holy Spirit. Okay? And the Holy Spirit is what makes the church shine bright. Okay? I asked the Lord about 21. I said, Lord, what does 21 look like? He said, it's going to be a glorious year for the church. It's going to be a glorious year for the church. He said, the church is going to grow like never before. He said, our church is going to grow like never before. I can't wait to get into these prisons. I can't tell you how passionate. Monday, I was praying, and the Lord said, go save my sons. Go save my sons. He said, those are my boys. And I love that he called them boys because they're sons to him. They're not hardened criminals. They're sons. He said, go save them. Go gather them. And he said, 21 is going to be a great year for the church. But he said, Jeff, let me make this abundantly clear. The world's going to get darker. But that's okay. Because the Holy Spirit makes the church shine bright in the darkness. Listen, it's the Holy Spirit that reveals Jesus to you. It's not my preaching. It's not our programs. It's not the things that we do here at this church. It's the Holy Spirit who reveals Jesus. The only reason that you sense Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit. But I don't know about you, but I've gone into other churches and thought, where is he? I'm not being mean. It's just the truth. You go, where is the Holy Spirit? Where is he? Because I know him, and I know when he shows up, and I know when he's there, and I know when he's revealing, and I know his presence. So it's really important that in this time, right before Jesus comes back, that what happens? The Holy Spirit is here. The oil is in the house so that we can burn bright for Jesus Christ. 
Point number five, I see Jesus. If you guys can put that up there for me real quick, that'd be great. Man, that was a tragedy. Broke your phone, spilled your coffee, all at the same time. Oh, we're going to pray for you in Jesus' name. How many of you remember a movie called The Sixth Sense? Yeah? Okay. Can anybody tell me the famous line? <laughs> you didn't say it right, Ryan. Ryan's just like, I see dead people. That's not how it was said. That kid says what? He says this. He goes, I see dead people. It was so weird and so creepy and so awful and odd. And I remember feeling like, do you see through my soul right now? You know what I mean? Like, it was just a really weird, awkward moment. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, oh, no, do I see dead people? You know what I mean? You start questioning yourself and life. And, and this is why I don't watch scary movies in Jesus' name, okay? Matthew 25, Matt, can I have that, that lamp also? Just bring it up here. Matthew 25, verse 6, yeah, just put it right down there. That'd be great. Thank you. Matthew 25, verse 6, says this, Then suddenly, have you ever noticed in the places in the Bible where it says suddenly, suddenly something great happens, right? It says suddenly in the book of Acts 17, the prison was shaken to its core, right? The power of God showed up. So whenever you see the word suddenly in the Bible, you know something great's about to happen. It says suddenly in the middle of the night, they were awakened with a shout, get up! Get up! You can hear heaven calling out right now. Get up! Right? You can sense it. You can sense it in the atmosphere. You can sense it in the earth. Jesus is going, get up! You're like, whoa. You can feel it. It says this, the bridegroom, he is here. Come out and have an encounter with him. Remember when I said that I've been seeing Jesus? When I saw the word, get up, he goes, that's why you're seeing me. And I'm going to tell you why, okay? Because if you're at a wedding, what happens at a wedding when the bride shows up? what happens? Everybody gets up, okay? And this is what's cool about this. I didn't, I couldn't figure this out, but then the Lord, the Holy Spirit showed me this, and I was like, oh my gosh, you're so cool. He goes, when the bride, when the doors are opened in the church, you open the door. God said, in 2020, the door was opened, and the bridegroom appeared, Okay, and here's what's interesting about this is this, is you stand up 
in a wedding. You see the bride, so you stand up in attention. You waking up because you know the bride just showed up. But here's the coolest part. The bride isn't at the altar yet. Did you get that? Did you get that? Verse six, get up, stand up. You go, oh, that's why I've been seeing Jesus. I just saw the bridegroom because what? I saw him back there. And he's coming. He's coming. And so he says, get up. Awaken. And so you stand up and you see the bridegroom coming. And he's close, but he isn't at the altar yet. He isn't just there yet. Matthew 5, verse 8 in the Amplified says this, Blessed, anticipating God's presence, spiritually mature, are the pure in heart. Remember the virgins? The virgins who are pure in heart. Those with integrity, moral character. Isn't it really important right now to have integrity, to have moral character, to not be pushed by culture, to not be pushed by the world, to not be pushed by what's happening in the earth, but to have courage, godly character, it says. It says this, for they will see God. I remember years ago, I read that passage and I said, Lord, I wanna see you. I'm not special. I'm not special, you can see him. It's just hearts that are pure, hearts that want him, hearts that desire him, hearts that are in love with him, hearts that are in love with him more than this stinking world that is dying, right? Point number six, last point, worship team, you guys can come on up. Verse seven, so all the girls got up and trimmed their lamps, okay? I bought a lamp on Amazon. Here, I'll lift it up. And there's this knob, you can trim it. It's for the wick, okay? Verse 10. While the five girls were out buying oil, the bridegroom appeared. Those who were ready, waiting, were escorted inside with him to the wedding party, the marriage feast of the Lamb. I, I can't wait to party with Jesus for seven years. I mean it. I can't wait seven years of his glory, seven years of his presence, seven years of the best rolls you've ever ate in your life in heaven, okay? Can't wait. Seven years with Jesus. 
And then it says this. And then the door is locked. As excited as I am to go be with the Lord, I'm terrified for people to miss it. I'm terrified for this world to be left behind. You know what I love about the lamp is this. Turn those lights off for me. so dark they said they they trimmed their lamp to burn as bright as it possibly can because they wanted to burn for Jesus and they want to go into the dark world and they want to take people go out by the door they want to grab people right no in front of the door in front they want to grab people that are out here and they're in the darkness and they bring them to the door. Get in tight. And they're right here. And the light is burning bright. Where? At the door of eternity. Right? There's five churches. They wake up. There's five churches that are alive. There's five churches with hope. There's five churches with joy. There's five churches with the presence of God. There's five churches with the Holy Spirit. There's five churches, and these churches, they burn bright in the middle of the darkness at the door of eternity and they grab people out of the darkness and they bring them to the door of eternity so that when the bridegroom gets to the altar, when the bridegroom shows up, they're ready and they're gonna go in. Jesus' people are ready for eternity and they know the most important thing that they possibly can do is take people with them to eternity. We will be that church. We will be a church that is alive. We will be a church that has the oil, the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Almighty, and we will burn bright for Jesus. Come on, can I get an amen from anybody? Go ahead and turn those lights on.
why, why, why do we give? Why do we give our time? Why do we give our talent? Why do we give our finance? Because we want to burn bright for Jesus. We want to burn bright in the darkness. We want to burn bright in our community. We want to burn bright in the overseas. We want to burn bright in Brazil. We want to burn bright in Cambodia. We want to burn bright in the prisons. We want to burn bright and we want to bring people to Jesus. That is why we do what we do. That is why we're here right now. That is why God put us here at this exact moment, at this exact time, to be alive right before the bridegroom comes. Can I get an amen from anybody? Why don't you stand to your feet? Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday nights. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.